Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh-huh, sure. You know, you look kind of familiar. Yeah, you do too. I just wanted to know, do you know a podcast named The Podcast Is Mine? Oh, I know that podcast. I just wanted to let you know that it's mine. No, no, it's mine. Hi, and welcome to The Podcast Is Mine. I'm Sunny Grohl. And I'm Bushan Kumar. Hey, Bushan, how are you today? I'm good, thanks, Sunny. How's it hanging? Yeah, real good. Actually, I asked you that last week, didn't I? Did I say real low? No. <laughs> I think you did. You were dragging it. You were dragging it on the ground, oh apparently. In the socks. <laughs> Talking of clothing, that jacket. Tell me about this jacket. Oh, this old thing? I just mm. pulled it out the back of the wardrobe. You know, you know how it is. Narnia back there. <laughs> it literally so is, honestly. Far deep. You've seen The Devil Wears Prada. You know when she goes to the sample cupboard? That yeah. is my wardrobe. <laughs> it's like some Nancy Gonzalez and some Chanel and like, you know, some oh Oscar de la Renta. Oh, yeah. No, where, where'd you get it from? Well, I think, do you know what? I think you're going to have to open a tab on the secret <gasps> diary of his own one home. Boop, 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 boop. Exactly. Because <laughs> we are about to talk <laughs> fashion. That sounds like the Jets. <laughs> exactly. It's like the digital uh, diary of his own one home is now futuristic. So there is no sound unless we got there to be sound. <laughs> um, so this was actually from Top Man. Oh, rest in peace. I know. Oh, no. So I, you texted me the other day because you were about in central. So t- tell me the story. What happened? Um, I think I was just walking around town now that things have started to open up and I was doing a bit of shopping. And I'm, it, even though we've talked about it a few times in terms of we know Top Man was closing during lockdown, it hit me when I was walking down the street. Wait a minute. The first place I always go to, the, the, you know, the most important part of the trip for me of shopping is going to Top Man on Oxford Ooh. Circus. And it wasn't there. And I thought, wait a minute. Oh, damn. Where is my, you know, there's that central, like my black hole that where all the gravity is kind of concentrated. <laughs> hmm. I thought, where am I going now? Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't literally didn't know. So I had to just go to the alternatives, which I mean, they're not bad. We've no. got Zara's, we've got Pull&Bear and H&M. And, yeah. But I just didn't feel excited. And it just kind of, it really hit home. Yeah, I mean, Top Man's been a linchpin in my style journey for, for like ever. Because I've been going there since I was 15 years old. Yeah. And uh, it's always been, for us as well, we've always been like, oh, I'll meet you outside Top Man. Yeah. And I think that particular store is more than all the other stores in the country combined. It's the best one. It was like so many, because everyone went there. Yeah. Everyone. And like, it meant more than just like a kind of clothing store. I remember like, you know, I used to take the Bakerloo line to work. So sometimes I'd pop in there, like, you know, the before tune. going to work, <laughs> before going to <laughs> work, first pick up an online delivery. But then also like, you know, sometimes because everyone knows Oxford Circus is like a big plug hole. It's like, you know, in a bath, <laughs> all the water's learning, but it's, it, you know, replace water with humans. And then, um, <laughs> and during, everyone goes down the drain. <laughs> literally yeah. never to be seen again. Yeah. And like, you know, um, it used to get so crowded. They had to close the station for overcrowding, like, you know, during rush hour. So sometimes it'd be so much easier just to pop into Top Man and yeah. just go and have a look. Sometimes you'd see someone you didn't want to see and you could pop into Top Man and hide in there. And sometimes it, it was raining and you'd be like, do you know what, I'll just wait out the rain, I'll go inside and have, have a look. Browse. And it was just everyone was in there, like even from like the basic bitches to the high fashion people. Like it was, there's always like all of life is in Top Man oh, and no. it's just such a shame it's gone. I'm thinking back to the first time I probably went to that flagship store and hmm. that would have been probably around the same, I think I was about 15 maybe, we did we did a trip down to London by ourselves. <gasps> oh my oh God. God. Well, well, everyone's first right of yeah, passage, wasn't it? That's exactly. the first place you went. And then we were like, okay, let's go shopping. We've got Oxford Circus, got Oxford Street, all the shops still <laughs> was doing that. 
15 years later. <laughs> but you know what? I love their stuff. And it fits. The fact that they had sizes for everyone. Like yeah. It was the super slim sizes, bigger sizes as well. And it, and it catered for so many different styles as yes. well. And it was straight from the catwalk to Top Man in terms of, I mean, it was really accessible, affordable. I thought good quality. My stuff usually lasted well because I took care of it. Yeah. But I'm thinking in flashbacks, so I remember when on the first floor when you went up, because men's has always been upstairs, isn't yeah. it? And remember when the um, changing room used to be on the left at the back? Yeah. Before they moved. Then they to, moved. And then it's just, it was such a different story. I hated the changing room back then because <laughs> it was so hot in there. And they intentionally had the worst lighting in there because they thought, you know what, we need people to get in and out of there. We want them to melt while they're in that changing room. So I remember thinking, I've brought like 15 items in. And this is back in the day when you could only take six items. You still could only take six. <laughs> no, no, they had big hangers now. Oh, they, really? had, they had like a big hook that had like 12 and stuff recently. Oh my God. Before, yeah. <laughs> it must have been because of me. Yeah, exactly. I, you shop like a real housewife. What? Like... <laughs> Other memories, it's just felt really sad. Do you know? I have two very special memories that I want to share with um, oh, the TPIM listeners. Them. So, the first was so back in the day when I was 18, I worked at Topshop for a you month. You did not. I was this did... work experience? No, so <laughs> <laughs> you were paid for this. I was paid for the pleasure. Um, it was before uni, so um, I needed like a summer job. And I've been working in Selfridges. I'm so bougie, sorry. Like, you know, if you're if you're offended by all the name dropping, tough. Um, I've been working in Selfridges and um, it wasn't quite for me. So I decided to go and work in Topshop. And I'd like got a day. I literally got, I left Selfridges on the Monday and started at Topshop on the Tuesday. This was before uni trying to make a bit of money yeah. and stuff. And I, my, the favourite story was um, I got till trained by pure luck just because I worked some extra hours and this woman was just walking around and she was just like, uh, what's your name? Uh, how long have you worked here? And I was like, um, oh, just like two days. Mm. And she said, do you want to be till trained? I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I got till trained. And I remember that time Mariah Carey's Heartbreaker video got released. Because back in the day, wow. Topshop used to have these big screens and they used to play music videos all the time. Where so, was that? So when you used to come in via the Oxford Circus entrance yeah. and go down to Topshop, there was a big video wall Oh, screen. that was downstairs to women's. I never went down there. Oh, did you ever? Oh, it did. It's cool. But in men's, there was like big screens everywhere. And then they would play music God, videos. I remember it now. And see, this is how frequently I used to go. I used to go every month oh. at that time. And I remember when Mariah Carey's Heartbreaker premiered, the tills all broke down. And it was a Saturday afternoon in Oxford Circus. It was just one of the most stressful <laughs> times. Because they literally, the uh, supervisor was like, look, just can't, you're going to have to start processing everything manually. So there was these old machine credit card machines that you had to run over slips and stuff. No, that's so like Home Alone 2. It was literally like that. And like that's the only time I've ever had to do that in my life. But it was, oh, it was madness. And so, like, I credit that to Mariah Carey. And then the second, like, story I wanted to share was actually a changing room story. Because one thing about it was it was really, it's always been really friendly in there. Yeah. And there was this really, like, handsome guy. And he was, was, and I went to the changing room because I was going to go to try stuff on. Mm. He was trying on a pair of jeans and he was like, um, they were skinny jeans. And, like, he was quite muscular. Because I helped me get into them. (laughs) Well, he was trying to put them on and, like, he was trying to button them. And then he was like, mate, what do you think? And I was like, to be honest, I would go and try on the slim fit because I said they're going to flatter your shape better. And then, like, so I went and tried my thing. And he's like, all right, I'll I'll see. And I was like, I don't know if he's going to take my advice or not. And then when I was leaving to go and pay for my purchase, he was at the till. He was like, thanks, mate. Yeah, I went for them. And I was like, that's such a lovely moment that I would only get in Top Man. Like in Zara, no one asks you for advice. (laughs) Primark never gets. (laughs) Everyone's every person for themselves. (laughs) But Top Man had that nice quality. It had that kind of collegiate, you know, kind of. 
And especially for men as well, it was just accessible. Yeah. Like you didn't go in there and feel intimidated no, or, you never. know, you could like, check, like, you know, there's this one time, one more story. And then <laughs> tell, tell us, we want to know. I remember like when I was in, so humble brag alert. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, New I'm, York. I'm, you got me started, exactly. <laughs> so I was in New York and I was at a J. Crew sample sale and they separated the men's and the women's. So the changing area was literally like, you, you had like, you know, you, there was just to the back, there was just a yeah. curtain. Everyone was just getting changed. It was like the communal changing rooms of the old, I know. Oh, and wow. then I went to try something in and I just had like a big lunch. <laughs> so I was literally like six months, seven months pregnant and like with my do. big hairy belly. And then there's this guy next to me and he had like a six, he was literally like a model. He oh, had wow. like a six pack and everything. And again, he was just like trying stuff on and he goes, well, it's good man, doesn't it? And I was just like, Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you very much. Like I did I just ended up trying my stuff on over my t-shirt because I was like, I am not showing my pregnancy belly. Oh you know what? That sounds like such a great social evening. If I if they had changing rooms like that in London now. Well, this wow. Is, that's what I mean. Like, where are we gonna get those moments? We're not gonna, you know, sadly. So RIP Top Man, apparently um there was rumours that ASOS were gonna open their okay. first retail store there, but I don't think they are now. No. And I think the the hunt is on we, we're going to see who's going to get that big oh, retail you know it's going to be something disappointing well i hope it's like zara so we have like this the biggest zara in the world yeah, bigger than the true. one in madrid can you imagine if they open like this continental cafe upstairs full of like euro trash yeah and we can just like go and look at all the pretty people wearing zara yeah no that's true i think that is that's the next best thing that's adequate the... compensation <laughs> for, the, for the trauma we've endured but at least they are still selling top man branded items on ASOS or is that just clearance stock no no it's actual stock okay, and like good. I actually so continue on yeah and I actually recently ordered something from there yeah. from Top Man okay and like uh, you know it made me miss the store because like I wish I'd known I would have gone and seen the actual size of it yeah. and feel of it yeah. but you know R.I.P. Top Man you will live on forever in our we, hearts we, yeah, we, we Top Man Oxford you. Circus that is and like you know, <laughs> yeah the rest of them <laughs> the rest of them the Marble Arch one what was that about honestly there was a Marble Arch one there was a Marble Arch there's one in the Strand yes there was one because yeah. that was near my office and they'd go down a cage but it was terrible Dull as, so but what was dead. good about that one was um, all the corporate people wouldn't buy the fashionable stuff. So yeah, <laughs> that was the that if you couldn't find your size, go to the Strand because it's there. <laughs> that was the one where I knew I had a weekend coming up. You know when you're like, I need something new before you hmm. go out in a week. God, this is what the life was like before pandemic. Needing something new to wear. I, I don't, I'm not, <laughs> I'll just head to the shops. Yeah, we don't, don't need do a mask. that. We yeah. don't do that anymore. We don't have anything to go out. You don't have anywhere anymore. to go. Exactly. It's just like, oh gosh. But yeah, so I used to run into that one and have a look and I was like, this is so disappointing. I thought, I'm getting straight on that Bakerloo line. Oh, but not anymore. And heading to Top Man. Oh, bless. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, well, but anyway, let's get on to today. We're going to close the tab. And that's going to auto save. So in our hearts forever. Oh, yes, we'll. <laughs> Archive, archive. Yes. Okay, so now we're going to go on to the main episode today, Yay. which is called The Fast and the Furious. Excuse Ooh. me, The Fast and the Fabulous. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are a lawyer from The Fast and the Furious, please don't sue us. Sorry. It's meant to be a pun <laughs> on The Fast and the Furious. It's my speed reading, speed reading skills. <laughs> you put sped to... through that, honestly. Yeah. You put your foot down on the pedal. All right, Sonny, take it to the bridge. Let's What's it, it about? So driving is a weird and wonderful skill. Once you learn how to drive, a whole new world opens up to you. A whole new world. Oh, That's a really dirty song. It is. Listen to the lyrics. Anyway, but <laughs> let's talk about that OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you're a zone one hoe who prefers walking to curb crawling? Are you a scrub hollering at the trade at the passenger's side of your best friend's ride? Trying to holler at, at me. me. It was you the other day, wasn't it? I knew it. <laughs> So. <laughs> on the bus <laughs> the, the, the 205. 205 we will not get to the 205 the only fans lounge town. again yeah. we, we're, well, we're going straight to the only fans lounge let's do it. it's not open yet sorry guys 
Oh, as society and technology evolves, do we even need cars? Or is it possible to live a car-free existence without missing out on opportunities? Get in, loser. We're about to find out. Yeah. Vroom, vroom. Start your engines. <laughs> you felt very drag race. Exactly. Gentlemen, may the best win. <laughs> Don't F it up. <laughs> exactly. No, we're not, we're not the showdown yet. No. <laughs> so I think it's very hot in here. And I think with me and Sunny, the heat is getting to us. It's so warm in here. I have no idea. I think it's because we were talking about the top man changing rooms. And then literally... Oh, the... You know what? That J. Crew, I want to be oh, the, in that... Oh, the J. Crew one. Oh, that's an OnlyFans story. You know what? We closed that tab. I want to reopen that tab. I Le- can't believe you never told me that story. Oh, off air. I've got another two that I need to okay, tell we're, you Okay, you know, we're well. going to wrap this episode up. <laughs> okay, so driving. We don't need it. Okay, OnlyFans, OnlyFans. Drive safely. <laughs> Drive safe. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. It's all seriousness, Bushland. Mm. Yes. Are you a lesbian that can't try? <laughs> Do you have a a driving license? I'm a non-driver, thank you very much. Wasn't that a quote from um, (laughs) Clueless? (laughs) But if there are any lesbians listening, we we do not doubt your driving ability. (laughs) It's just, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, So, no, I don't have a driving license. Um, Yes, that's right. Oh, no, sorry, I just realised the quote. What's the you a virgin? You're a virgin that can't drive. Wow, attacking me on all Not fronts today. Sorry, <laughs> attacking me on all fronts today. Whoa, <laughs> what a stretch! It's exactly. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what she said. Oh, sorry, gosh. sorry. Continue. So, um, no, I don't have a driving license. Um, my driving journey has been quite weird. Um, so obviously, I so you know, if you're playing along at home, grab that glass of water because where was I born? <laughs> Central London. So, because um, I've lived in zone one all my life my dad didn't drive either and he still doesn't and because of that so we were used to and because we were like zone one hoes from Mm. birth we were used to schlepping around on buses and tubes and walking because everything was like there like you know you could get a bus to go to oxford street you get a bus to go to kensington school was a walk away um tube and like the only place that we would really go where we needed a car was Slough because oh, we had relatives God. there and of course in Slough like, and you want your own transport to get back home oh my God so let me tell you the, the trauma very, very quickly so we used to have to what was fun about Slough was we used to go to London Paddington we used to get the bus to Paddington yes and then from Paddington oh, the bus to Paddington it's so close to you I know my dad's so like he was so extra honestly it's because like, back in the, back in like 1864 the bus used to cost uh, 25p for a child no. and 50p for an adult and my dad had a bus pass so it was me and my brothers and my mum and what it was he used to make us go by bus to Paddington and then from Paddington we used to get a train to Slough and that used to be quite fun because that's where I kind of get my love for trains from because I was like seeing the trains go to like Bristol or I'd see them going to other fun places and I'd be like where are we going Slough yay (laughs) and then like and the worst thing was as well because then people you have to change at Slough to go to Windsor so you'd get loads of people going on there and I would always be like oh look at all these like interesting well-dressed people (laughs) going to Slough and then they change and go to Windsor and we had to get off at Slough Station and Slough Station is like exactly (laughs) what it does on the it says you know does what it says on the tin so um when we got to Slough, obviously, like, you know, being South Asian and brown families, there's always, like, a bloody roster of drivers. You weren't allowed and, to get any of the trains. <laughs> exactly. You were like, wait a minute, you're brown, you're exiting the station. We used to cop an earful all the time when we got there, like, oh, you know, why didn't you come by car? Why didn't you do this? And then we, what would happen was there'd always be someone. There's always, like, a bloody designated driver. Like I said, it was like a rotor system. Whoever was free and in the area. Oh God, it's like a minicab thing. It's like, literally, oh, yeah, they're at the station. Can someone go and pick them up and deposit <laughs> them? And that's how our day... And then even... And then they would go drop us off as well and what was worse about it because me and my younger brother used to get motion sickness so we used to because we weren't used to traveling in cars oh no 
The, do you know what it is? Slough stinks of gas and come at me because I, the <gasps> last time I went, it just smelled. We are going to get a lot of flack for this. Like Slough is literally, I'm going to be banned from Slough. I mean, like, you definitely are so. now. Oh, <laughs> literally the whole place smells like a big gas leak. Um, <laughs> I, I said what I said. <laughs> anyway, but we used to, so I remember we used to, Slough was the only place that we really needed a car. Um, anyway, so before I offend any other small towns in the UK. Um, There's always Wolverhampton. There's a, well, don't even get me started on that. I mean, maybe it was a good thing we didn't have a car because then we couldn't go all the way up. To, we couldn't go north of Watford, basically. Slough was the furthest we used to go. Um, but then also when I was 16, um, my mum... Uh, so my dad still hadn't learnt to drive. And one of my mum's friends, she learnt to drive. Yeah. And she was like saying to my mum, oh, why don't you go and learn to drive as well? Like, you know, it's automatic. You just put the car into drive and then off oh you go. Like, you know, it's like a literal Rihanna, shut up and drive kind of thing. <laughs> and so um, I was 16 and I'd started sixth form and I was like, oh, I want to learn to drive as well. My mum was like, we could only afford for one person to learn. Yeah. So it's I said, expensive. It was so expensive. And then I said, do you know what, mum, why don't you learn and I'll learn afterwards? Because yeah. then, like, you know, that was the kind of plan. And my mum learned and she passed and she did very well. She passed oh, the first time and she's God. a very good driver. No sexes. I mean, like, what, what a woman bashing episode this is turning oh, out to be. Like, she's an excellent driver, technically. <laughs> she can do, like, you know, like, driver. You remember the game driver on the PlayStation? You yes. had to do a driving test, like, slaloms and 180. <laughs> my mum can do all of that. When it comes to direction, intentionally, exactly. But when it comes to directions, the woman, oh, are, no. and especially in a new, like, oh. thing is though, I've got to give her props though. She used to go and drop me off at uni in central London and drive the central London roads and manage them perfectly. So I was like, and like, there's really experienced drivers who can't do that. But the thing with my mum is that she's a brilliant driver when she knows where she's going. But if it's a new place or somewhere she doesn't know, then like, I had to be like, kind of like passenger, like directing and yeah. like, kind of like Captain Kirk on the ship. But anyway, as a consequence, I didn't really learn to drive. And then I used to get used, uh, you know, I was always being driven around and stuff. Which is how we want to be, we want to be driven. Like Miss Daisy had the right idea, honestly. Just sit in the back, looking fantastic, getting papped, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) None of that parking shit, any of that. You just get it done. But yeah, so I didn't learn to drive and I still haven't. I'm just like, you know, I'm always, you know, I I like to ride, not be ridden. (laughs) So what about you, Sunny? (laughs) I just got a mental image of you not being ridden. Don't worry. Don't worry. Only fans, only fans. (laughs) We're skipping it. (laughs) We all go so fast. Have you seen that meme of Celine Dion? (laughs) We could need to post this when we post this episode. Because she sat at the back of a car and it's got tinted windows. And Selena's a legend. We love oh, Selena. I, I just realised one, yes. There's a fan out the window and they're like singing one of her songs. And then all of a sudden she just closes the window. Closes window. And there's a finger. <laughs> but it's edited. It's not the no. real reaction. <laughs> that, is oh. one of my that is how I imagine you would be in a car being driven around. Literally the fans and everybody knocking at the window and I'm just like ignoring them. I'm like, come on, what's the hold up? Let's go. Oh. Go, let's God. go. But do you have you have a driving license? I don't you? do. I, I, it's, a, it's a similar story in terms of I moved to London when I was eighteen, so mm-hmm. I really struggled to have time and actually the interest to want to learn to drive. I, I was learning in Wolverhampton before I, I moved down to, to university, but I always mm. just kind of I left it to the last minute. It was like the summer, and I remember doing like five or six lessons mm. and thinking, you know what, I've got to go to uni now. I'll pick it up later. Yeah, but that was a very big mistake because that meant that I needed to pay for my own lessons after that. Dad was paying for them before, and mom. <laughs> so I was like, oh crap! Now I've got to pay. For 
for it because mm. I'm an adult. <laughs> so I just thought, screw this, I ain't, I ain't doing it. Yeah. And for so long, it would have been ideal if I had learned how to drive because I didn't drink. But everyone always was like, oh, you can drive because you haven't drunk tonight. I was like, <laughs> excuse me do i look like i came here to drive exactly i'm a provisional i said that's the furthest so i remember just thinking oh i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it yeah. and then i got to like 26 and i or maybe it was 24 and i remember thinking you know what i can't leave it any longer it's just getting yeah. ridiculous and i because i was living just right, right next to my office just by holborn mm-hmm. i thought now i'll learn and I said to my instructor, easy to pick me up outside my office, mm-hmm. which was right outside Chancery Lane. Oh, goodness. So I was like, oh, my goodness. How am I going to learn how to drive from here? Mm. And then he said, can we not pick you up from where you live? And I was like, I live on Hatton Garden. <laughs> it's right next door. I don't think it's any better. Let's just go for it. And I remember some of my friends at work standing outside waiting for me to start driving. Oh, my off. God. It was so pressured. It was awful. But oh. you know what? It was fine because yeah. I had driven before and mm. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. And I was amazing at Gran Turismo. You know I'm a gamer. That's <laughs> what I was about to say. Midnight Club. You were just like yeah. slamming down. But it was that thing that you do when you get... Is it a booster? You know that thing, the nitro when it... Yeah, um, the nitro. <laughs> you employ that gas past the finish line. Unfortunately, the Ford Fiesta that I was learning to drive in didn't have nitro. <laughs> but, you know, I really like my instructor. And, you know, it was the best way to learn because being in the heart of London learning pre-pandemic, there were cars on the roads... And it was just so many cyclists. It was a complete and utter frenzy. And I remember thinking, wow, I am really under pressure right now. But it was fine. It was like, this is the way to learn because there's no greater challenge than this. So then I thought, you know what? Everyone's always said, don't just keep doing lessons. Just book your test. It will put the pressure on. Yeah. So as soon as I started doing one or two lessons, I thought, mm. you know what? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> exactly. I thought, I'm going to book a test. Yeah. So I booked a test in Wolverhampton. Because <laughs> it was cheaper. Exactly. No, it's a safe ride. <laughs> but I just, it was the only place I had availability. Oh. <laughs> Oh my God, my mum had to do hers in Greenford or Southall or somewhere. But you yeah. know why it was a genius idea? Because mm. there's no cars in Wolverhampton. Well, there are, but it wasn't as... <laughs> was a it horse and carriage previously? <laughs> or something? I, did I not tell you I was learning in a DeLorean? It was, <laughs> it was back to the... <laughs> so then oh, I remember thinking, okay, you know what? I'm going to tell my instructor. He was such a nice guy. And yeah. I remember I said, look... It was my second lesson. I was le- I had a lesson every other day. I was like, oh, I need gosh. to do it intensively because I yeah. booked a yeah, test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like, mm. I think maybe a month later. Mm-hmm. So I thought, look, we've got plenty of time. We've got a whole month. It'll be fine. Like, I don't need to do that many lessons. It's going to cost a lot. Mm. So then I said to him on the second or third lesson, I was like, I just wanted to let you know that I have booked my test. And he was like, well, that has really thrown that cat amongst the pigeons. You can't drive yet. I was like, no, it's a month from now. And he was like, how are you going to have a... He said, have you got a car for the test? And I said, Don't, doesn't the, the person have <laughs> the test? I didn't realise I needed to bring a car. Yeah. With, yeah, it's very disorganised. So I needed to then find someone in Wolverhampton that was willing to just let me use their car, a test vehicle for the test. And I had to pay for him like to do a few lessons before because he was like, look, you're not just using my car for the test because you need to have an official car. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you had to get another driving instructor in, in Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton. So your instructor didn't come down to Wolverhampton, didn't offer to come down. He and... would not do that for me. <laughs> not after my request of, oh, by the way, I'm not going to let you milk me for like five months. You've only got a month to make the most out of this relationship. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, screw it. So then I had to find someone and I did, thankfully. Yeah. And the good thing was he had the same car as my mum 
Oh, nice. So actually, it was easier to learn because I'd already been driving mum's car yeah. here. Mm. I remember thinking back to my dad used to take me occasionally for little like lessons yeah. unofficially. And this is when I thought it ain't happening. He used to take me near his work and it was pretty quiet. Mm. It was like, you know, just <laughs> actually it was the worst place to learn because it was like loads of heavy goods vehicles. <laughs> like, all these 18 wheelers <laughs> and me driving around in mum's Corsa. <laughs> I remember the ones I was just like. I, I don't know what happened. I panicked and I just went straight towards the wall. But thankfully, I oh, braked. Oh my, my God. I saw my dad's pretty chill, but I saw his reaction. I just thought, yeah, this is not continuing on anymore. But anyway, so I did my test in Wolverhampton and there were no cars on the road, completely empty. But the car I was driving, it, it was slightly slower than the one that I've been used to. Hmm. So I was like not used to kind of putting my foot down on the pedal. Yeah. And remember, we were on a dual carriageway and it was thinking, there's so many cars going past us. This is ludicrous. And I thought, let me, should I drop a gear now? Because that's the only way. It was a little bit of an incline. I thought, yeah. that's the only way I'm going to get faster, but it's going to make the car sound a bit funny. <laughs> so I thought, this is, no, I've just got to, I've got to own it now. I'm just going slow on this dual carriageway. And we got to the end and I thought, please don't fail me. And she was like, well, I've got good news. You have passed first time. <laughs> She's yeah. like, but I nearly failed you because we were making no progress. She was like, how slow are you driving on that dual carriageway? <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, sorry, I'm not used to the car. I've mm. been learning in this other than maybe two hours before this <laughs> test. But yeah, that was the story of how I learned. And then after that, mm. then I've, yeah, I've been driving since. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So, but, so do you find in London that you ever actually drive? Oh, how many times have I driven in London other than when I was learning how to drive? Very few. Well, actually, no, you know what? In the last few years, I've been using zip cars. Oh, yes. Mm. So, and, and before I never bothered because you needed to pay like an annual subscription. But mm. now it's very simple. You just you know, sign up and then, you know, give a copy of your license. You can pick up a car like a, it's like one of the bikes that you have, the Santander one. And that's when I vacationally use them because it's handy when you don't drink. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I have recently started drinking here and there, but anyway. But yeah, so it's when I'm not drinking, then yeah. I will use the car. But actually, when I was thinking about it, I don't think I've actually driven that much in the UK. I've probably driven more abroad than I have. <laughs> well, this is it. I think it's more holidays and stuff. And also, it's interesting that point you made about drinking, because I, when I would go out as well, I'm like, I wouldn't drink. And everyone was like, oh, you could have driven us here. And I was always like, well, <laughs> you know, that's a good thing I haven't learned then, because, <laughs> yeah, because otherwise I would just be, be turning, you know, turning to the drive. Because being the driver is the worst, isn't it? Because then you've got to start the journey. You've got to go and pick everyone up, drop everyone off. And it just adds like two hours to the, and also you can't like duck out early because no. then you, you know, everyone's relying on you for a ride or whatever. And also, yeah, it's so true. Like the only time I've really like kind of felt its absence is when I was abroad. Cause then, you know, like when I went to LA or when I went to Dubai and I was thinking, oh my God, if I had a car. You were like sex and city and then when they were turned up on the West coast, they were like, who can drive? Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. It, it was, that. It's exactly that. Literally carrying that convertible. Kind of, <laughs> And then also, like, I'm so basic, I'd have to probably do automatic rather than manual. But automatic is nice. I think you would prefer that. I think so too. Yeah. But I think I would like, do you know, there's, because it's so interesting what you were saying earlier as well about how um, there's this pressure. Everybody is like, you know, you've got to learn to drive. Again, it's one of those societal things mm. that's kind of, and especially in South Asian families, it's like, you know, you've got to be academically brilliant. You've got to be a virgin. And you've, and got, you've got to have a driving license. license. And the thing is, like, if you don't drive, like everyone kind of looks at you like, you don't drive? It's kind of like, no, I don't. Like, what's the big it's deal? It's so basic. We don't need a car. And also living here in Central as that well. That's my next question to you. I was going to say, with the amazing public transport that we've got, mm. and when you are located in a, in a place where you can get to places very easily and quickly, mm. 
do you even need a car? Well, this is it. I think the only time we need it, like as a, as a family, like living with my parents and stuff, doing the weekly shop, because then it's, okay. it, it saves us having to go and carry stuff. And also when you go to like Ikea or you do big DIY shops, because oh, yes. then like, you know, trying to, otherwise it's just kind of like daylight robbers. Like, you're like 250 pounds. That fucking wardrobe was only 50 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> you'd pay 250 because you have to get a cab. You oh. do all of this kind of stuff. So, I mean, in that respect, it's good for like carting heavy goods and like, you know, but how often do you need to do that? This is it. It's and we can pay for delivery fees exactly and then like cash and carry as well yeah. like you know going down to like the Asian areas and getting like the big drum of oil <laughs> the sacks of rice and the wheat <laughs> and like you know and then my parents would always be like oh we have to pay a mini cab and it's like it's just fine it's a quarterly expense it doesn't exactly especially not when you don't have the cost of a car because cars are expensive they are they are do you know I read somewhere that a car depreciates from the moment you buy oh, it 100 loads doesn't it and then you've also got to so you've got to do the insurance you've got to do the road tax you've got to do the MOT you've got to do the maintenance of it fuel. and like get fuel parking as well like you know if you're doing yeah. off street parking or if you've got a garage and you've got to pay for a garage as yeah. well and then like when you go out and take it somewhere like there's so many times where you know you have to go and park somewhere and then like that just kills you have half to worry the about fun. the car no, yeah. and then if you're drinking you can't and then if you drink exactly then you have to leave the car there then the next day you have to go back and get it again <sighs> I mean, it's so long. It doesn't, you know, depending on, I always thought to myself, look, one day I'll want a car. But mm. then I realised actually it depends on what my lifestyle is and I've yeah. not ever needed it. And it's useful to be able to drive and get places. Yeah. And now that we've got the concept of zip car, I'm glad that I can drive and you can use it in that situation. Yeah. But actually, given the fact that it's not contributing very well to the climate either, car sharing in that kind of concept is actually brilliant. And during lockdown, we've noticed with all the lo- roads kind of being locked o- locked off mm. because of all this new alfresco dining that we have in like Soho everywhere, which because we can't eat inside at the moment. Yeah, how amazing is this? It feels like you're in Europe. It does. Uh, yeah, it feels really good, and like the air just feels a lot cleaner. And I don't know. There's definitely a difference with having less car. Like during lockdown, not having cars on the road was actually really really nice. And like it was much quieter as well. I found it was. I hope it sticks even after COVID goes away because it will go away. Yeah. I hope they keep this alfresco dining where they're closing off the streets. Because I don't know if you went um, down Regent Street when they had it all pedestrianised during Christmas. Yes. How nice was that? That was lovely. That was really really nice. And I think that that whole area they should you know think about doing some sort of like you know they were talking about this tram that runs from one end to oxford street to the other really so there's been this idea that um, they're thinking of like doing some sort of free tram or something that goes from marble arch to tottenham court road and what that would do is that would eliminate because obviously there's no cars allowed on oxford street anyway you're only allowed taxis and buses oh you can't drive down you can't drive on yeah because it's not allowed um and i mean there's various intersections that you can take and stuff i've definitely driven down it because it's car is that not allowed i think there's a i'm not sure what the rule (laughs) i believe the rule is that it's only taxis and buses especially during the day maybe perhaps at night you're allowed to but when i think about it whenever i've been taken up those alleys it's Um, always been like the other way around like you know it's never one way only no entry Oh my god, the underlying theme today is OnlyFans. <laughs> it's on the mind, isn't it? It's crazy. But um, no, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, so uh, it would be, yeah, I think it's really helped with the climate. And just no, I agree with that. And uh, to be fair, I wouldn't have you, I wouldn't have started cycling in Central mm. if it wasn't for the pandemic and cars reducing mm. on the roads and them locking loads of roads off. Now it has given me confidence, even with cars on the road, to ride a bike. Yeah. So I, I was just going to quickly ask you about that. Like, how does it feel to, like, are you, do you feel that you're, because you've got a driving license it's helped you be, be confident mm. about riding a bike or um it makes me 
more conscious now of what drivers could do mm-hmm. maybe potentially because i'm trying to think i mean when i've driven i've not really been around other than when i was learning mm-hmm. a huge number of cyclists and i was always really paranoid because i'm not one of those drivers when i when i do drive mm. that hate cyclists people are so venomous between mm. because of them and i'm like you do realize that they are helping firstly reduce congestion generally in terms mm-hmm. of there's not an extra car on the road mm. but they're not polluting the environment so i've never had that hatred i know that some cyclists can be frustrating because they don't always follow the highway code. Yeah. And that can be dangerous, but I'm not, I don't hate cyclists, so it's no. never been that frustrating. So I'm just very conscious that when I'm riding around, what could a car do? And I remember watching a few YouTube videos of like, what are the things to be conscious of? Yeah. Because still, you don't always feel completely safe because you hear horrible stories, don't you, all the time? It's not. It's true. And you, and you are very vulnerable. And yeah. like, you know, yeah, it's quite scary. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad that I've, I've, I've had the you know opportunity now to learn to ride a bike in Central without feeling inc- insane fear. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, so I just wanted to ask you, Bush, mm-hmm. a little bit about your best and worst driving experiences. Wow. Okay, well, I'm going to start with my worst. Yes. And um, I know this is going to crack you up. Because, oh, I'm so <laughs> because like, we, it's, um, I mean, obviously, uh, so in 2011, I had a near fatal car accident. <gasps> And, oh, uh, I remember. Do you this. remember? Oh, I but, love this story. But I think it's the. Well, I'm not going to tell the whole thing. But oh, please <laughs> tell the bit that but I love. It was. It was basically. <laughs> <laughs> So just remember, uh, dear listeners, I nearly died. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm joking. I'm I joking. always laugh Do you at know, an inappropriate to be, to be fair, I, it's my fault because I, I told it to you in such a way that if you didn't laugh, I'd have been more angry that you didn't laugh than the fact that you were laughing. I nearly died. You told me it was such a serious thing. I know. And I, the way I said it, and you were literally like, I remember your reaction. And I was like, what? But... um. Anyway, so very quickly, the story goes: we were on my way. It's Slough again. This is why my. This is why I've got a vendetta against Slough. Um, we were on my way to my cousin's wedding. It was one of the pre, one of the five million pre-wedding parties. Oh God! And we were driving down the road, and we were on dual carriageway, and then we had to. It was all very, very dark. If you know that area very well, um, and, and it's all electricity. <laughs> well, that's li- literally the road was pitch black, oh. and the turning that we needed to take was across a dual carriageway. So there was traffic coming the mm. other way and we were going towards it. And we and my mum was like driving cautiously. And also because there was no like lights and stuff, so we couldn't see the sign. And then we f- spotted the sign and we had to turn to the right to take it. And behind us, there was this somebody who was like flashing their lights behind <laughs> us. You know, they were kind of like, basically people in Slough have no patience. And I'm like, you guys are not going anywhere. So what are you, <laughs> why are you so impatient all the time? But anyway, he flashes lights. So that really put my mum off. And then I was like, oh no, th- th- there's the right coming up. And then like everyone was shouting, right. So my mum turned onto the dual carriageway. Oh. And then we just saw all these other cars <gasps> racing towards us. And I just saw the lights coming towards us. So this is the bit that made you laugh. Um, I was just like, oh my God, we're going to die. And in that moment, I was like, am I happy with my life? And the answer is no. <laughs> and that was the bit when you said. And I was like, kind of like me, it was such a, like, a deep confessional. And, Sonny, and that's the reaction Sonny had. <laughs> anyway, and then, Not uh, that I was happy that you felt that No, no, way. I know, I know. It I was know, just, I, know, I, know. I could see your face lit up by the headlights of a car. But look from the perspective of the car and you just sat there like you know what just all like, decked up like a bloody yeah. indian groom like you know what i mean well, like, you know what? Just kill me now. <laughs> looking fabulous it's just like yeah come on do your better do your worst um then luckily my mum like pushed forward a bit more and then we managed to move off the carriageway but not enough to because we had such an old car it was a good old nissan 
and the car that um, smashed into it was almost totaled. Luckily, the guy was fine. Oh, but so you we, did get hit. I forgot that bit. Well, we got really hit. So me oh, and my brother, wow. my younger brother, absorbed the impact. It was <gasps> the worst. Yeah. It what was an a, insult. It was terrible. Because the worst thing was like, so when we emerged from the car and the car was totaled, and then obviously we told uh, someone at the wedding and then my dad came and brought, like, you know, they're never going to listen oh, to I'm this. I'm sure you had a row with your dad at the time or something. Were no, you all late uh, or something? Yeah, was, this is a, the, he brought the stupidest relative he could find. Like, we were like, one of our relatives was a policeman. <laughs> and we were like, bring him because he's a policeman. He knows how to deal with crisis situations. Yeah. And we, instead they brought the dumbest uncle they could oh. find. He was like, kind of like, oh yeah, I'll take you because I'm like just sitting around doing nothing. Anyway, we got to the wedding. So anyway, we, we you know, we, my mum had the breathalyzer test. We checked over by ambulance. Because someone had called the police. We don't know who. And <laughs> they, like, thought, they thought she was drunk. Yeah, but the thing was, we didn't know that, you know, when you have an accident, you have to call the police. Yeah. What? Well, I didn't know that, but I'm not a driver. And like, True. because, and that was the first ever accident. Like, we, you know, we, us Kumars, we go hard or we go home, oh literally. So that was the first ever accident we'd have had ever so it was like oh my gosh so um and i remember we got then we then had to go to the we had to go to the wedding party and everyone there was like oh look don't worry about it don't worry about it look just get smashed and you'll be fine and it's like this is not like i literally we have to get back i literally couldn't feel the left hand side of my body and then i was like look i just want to go home and they were like no they're gonna charge you 90 pounds for a cab look you know the groom party they're going back to central london they'll drop you off by coach and I like literally so the expletives I was coming out with. Oh, I was not like a wedding coach. I, yeah, I, yeah. I was like, I don't give a f. I'll pay like two hundred pounds. I just <laughs> I'll wanna, walk. I will walk. I was like, someone, do, you know, I'll walk to the train station and take the train home. I just do not care. <laughs> but anyway, I had to like take two. You know, the Indian cure for everything: two paracetamols. Oh my! God. I had to have two paracetamols, and I then they were like, "Oh, Bhushan, you're a great dancer. Can you dance?" I was like, oh my God, do you know what I was uh, And then you're like, yeah, you did it. You well, of course done. I smashed you it. I was going to say, you totally smashed it. <laughs> I smashed that. it. Like, I, you know, I started the party. Like at one stage, I was even like to the DJ, I was like, oh God, I can't feel the left hand, my left hand side of my face. Everything like, just came back when you were on stage. Literally, and I was just like, play this song. My <laughs> <laughs> face was out. Do you know what it was? It was Madonna at the Brits. You know, when she got yanked down. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> no. Living for love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, quiet and then like, I took the cape off and then I was like I carried on the performance no one knew no one literally knew. it was trending on Twitter like like anything back in 2011 but anyway that was my worst car journey uh, the best car journey I ever had was in Los Angeles oh. and it was on my birthday and I was going to Venice Beach and I got an Uber driver and this Uber driver was amazing like he picked me up and like he was like um, telling me his life story and like he had an amazing story he had escaped from Somalia had come oh. to, gone, gone all the way through Africa, gone to through Europe. He'd even come to like the UK for a bit. Then he got to America. He went to New York and then New York to LA. And then he was living in LA oh, and like he'd wow. made a life for himself and he was helping other refugees do the same thing. And, it, you know, that was a long journey because I was going from West Hollywood all the way to Venice Beach. Yeah. And it was like, it should, I think the Uber journey said it would be like mm-hmm. an hour and a half or something. But it literally didn't feel that long because his story was so amazing. And then... When I got out at the end, he was like, oh, yeah, I said, oh, it's my birthday. And he was like, he wasn't going to charge me. And I was like, no, 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 you were going <gasps> to take the cost of this. And like, you know, oh. I gave him 10. And he was like, you know, if you need anything else, let me know and blah, blah. And like, he gave me his number. And he said, like, you know, if you're, if you ever need a driver, just let me know, all that kind of stuff. But it was just nice to, yeah, not in that way. I don't know. <laughs> but <he> was, <laughs> and then we just had the most it, 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 sex. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was more driving Miss Daisy than <laughs> Miss Daisy gets driven. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 
<laughs> I was very, it was very Celine Dion, like in my tinted window. <laughs> yeah, the, again, you have, uh, I'm telling you, our OnlyFans is where all those stories are at. You know, there, there are other stories. There are so many <laughs> car so stories. True. There's another amazing story as well, which is completely off topic. We, we are definitely going to bring it up on OnlyFans once. Remember when you were in that you know, motel? <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're getting we're jumping ahead. Of we're it, jumping yeah. ahead of it. So, ahead. Mo- so yeah, so oh, yeah. Sunny, tell me about your worst experience oh. and your best experience in automobile. Oh, I think the best has you know it's not going to be anything as touching as what you've said. No. Oh God, I can't. I don't even. I told you, Kumars, we go hard or we go home. Gosh, man, keeping up with the Kumarians. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> the Kardashians are out. It's keeping up with the Kumars now. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like good or bad. So bad. Oh, you know, when you were talking about the dual character, what it reminded me of is. Um, I remember once when I was driving back from my friend's place in, um, they live in Cheshire. Mm-hmm. Where? Uh, Cheshire. Cheshire. Oh, <laughs> it's a beautiful part of the north. Zone 92. <laughs> it's off the map. It's totally <laughs> off the grid. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've mapped any of it, to be honest. It's so off the scale. Is it Manchester? Is it near Manchester? It's near Manchester. Okay. It's just, it's, it's a nice apartment. It's nearby, um, what is it called? Nutsford, which is a really pretty area. It's like... It's it's nice. We'll post some pictures. Scotland, <laughs> <laughs> Dundee. But then I think I'd gone home to see my parents, and then mm. I was like, "What every kid does? Plan a trip away <laughs> to recover from the trip home." <laughs> <laughs> so I think I went to see a friend, and I hung out there for a night. And then I was driving back, and I remember, or maybe I did a day trip, but I remember driving back, and it was dark. And on the way back towards my parents, it's like loads of country lanes, really, really, and there's no lights. It's like you are driving through countryside. It's t- I hate, that's one of the things I hate about driving, where there's no lights. Like, yeah. it's not even like a motorway where there's like, you know it's a road. Mm. Like, I would drive down these country lanes thinking, I don't even if know if there's going to be some hooligans just like parked up ready to just steal my car and steal me <laughs> you've been watching too many only fans let me tell you <laughs> that's my fantasy and i was just like oh my goodness so i got through these country lanes okay and then the sat nav said i needed to turn right so mm. i was like okay fine so i'm coming out of country lane turning right mm. and it was you couldn't even really see anything it was so pitch black mm. and i remember just turning right thinking okay this is definitely the way I'm driving down the road and then I see it's ridiculous I was so angry there were two headlights coming towards me (gasps) in my lane oh shit I'm like what the frick so I started flashing Uh putting on my hazard warning lights I was like Mm -hmm. this complete moron is like obviously trying to overtake someone but there was no car in the left lane to them so I was like what the hell is this oh I remember this yeah yeah and then Mm. I remember thinking oh my god so then I was like fine they they moved over Mm. and then it happened again I was like what? I was like, why is everyone overtaking invisible cars? They're all in the wrong lane. And then I looked to my left and a car overtook me. And I thought, what? I was like, oh, I'm on the wrong side of the dual carriageway. <laughs> I remember this. Oh my God. And then as soon as I realized, I was like, oh my God, as soon as the, like, you know, those barriers, yeah. they just, you know, they sometimes, the they're not there. Yeah, they, yeah. They, it, it kind of sloped down and mm. it was just like grass or something. Yeah. I couldn't because I was obviously like flashing my headlights yeah. at every car that was coming towards me to say get out because I thought I can't stop now I've gone too far I've just got to keep going yeah which you were committed not, I shouldn't exactly. have committed because I thought if I stop then mm. it's gonna t- if I that turn around yeah. I thought my headlights aren't gonna be visible yeah. I mean I had like five seconds to decide what to do mm. it was like fight or flight so I thought that's it I'm just gonna careen off this road into the main the right lane I'm not wrong you're all right I know I was like it ain't me it's like 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Literally. I've never felt so, like, embarrassed. Flashing a like, brake no light. Thing. Sorry. All the way home. <laughs> oh, my God. So I remember, like, getting into the right side of the chalk <laughs> And I saw a bus stop. I don't know why there was a bus stop. In the middle of nowhere. It was, like, no lights anywhere. I just mm. stopped there. And I just thought, you know what? This I don't normally need to have, like, a moment. But I was like... I'm just going to park up here and just have a moment. <laughs> Be like, can we stop the cameras, please? <laughs> just rolling. Turn off your mic. I was like, where's the producer? Because I need to have a conversation with you. just walk off into the dark with a bottle of water. He's <laughs> like, his radio's oh, off. But what was so frustrating is, I remember when I turned right, mm. obviously I should have missed two lanes and then turned right. Yeah. But there was no lights on that point, literally joining from the country lane to that road. And I don't know, it just, when it's all so dark and you're yes. not really, well, I was paying attention, I thought I missed it, but oh my goodness, that was not a good story. But you know what, I think that resonated because that's exactly what happened to my mum. I, mean, I think it's because that road was so goddamn dark and it, yeah. was, it was unfinished as well. Do you find that the roads are kind of like, they're not yeah, even got like, yeah, it's great. It's, it's, and like, you just think to yourself, you can't be, you're not the first person who's done that. <laughs> and like, they, surely you think that, you know, this is what we pay our road tax and all stuff for. To have roads that are, you know, clean, you know, developed and and a light and just clear signage and all of that kind of stuff. Maybe in the middle of the field, you probably can't. That was like a D-list road or something. Oh my god, I was not impressed. So anyway, not a route. (laughs) So that was not one of my best experiences. (laughs) What are the other? Well, I don't think I've got any other good ones. I've got other terrible ones. I remember when we were in, (laughs) where were we? We were in Sicily. Actually, we were driving um, around like the island, and we had like a little. Um, Airbnb that we'd booked and it was me and a couple of friends and I remember oh god this trip didn't start very well my friend and Chad, she'll be listening to this oh yes of course she, yeah, she broke her foot oh, and she's going to be screaming down the speaker <laughs> saying it was my fault that was not my fault you broke your own foot my friend <laughs> <laughs> love you and then Ofcom will give you the right to reply don't worry <laughs> and we'll be filing that away <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember us so that poor thing herself oh. so then we were in the back of the car and I remember hiring like a, a decent sized car I can't remember what it was I think it was like a two series or something it wasn't too small there were three of us or whatever a, beam, a beamer yeah. and then I remember when they gave us a car they were like oh we only have a one series and I was like excuse me I was like having that moment I was like excuse me can I speak I to pay. the manager yeah I was like I need to speak to the manager because we paid for a two series so we want a two series and they're like but unfortunately we don't have any in stock and I was like well that's not my problem so you need to give me an upgrade and they're like okay we have a five series and I was like okay that sounds better that, <laughs> that will do that for will now. do so then I came out and I was like oh it's a limo <laughs> it was so, it was like a bus it was huge it had all the electronics oh it had like God. ambient lighting and I don't know it could give you like a wank or you were it could do everything the seats were amazing the technology is amazing just, these days but driving a 5 series BMW in the island of Sicily those narrow lanes is not it's definitely not appropriate so I remember we went to park it in the space and I think we were taking up about 10 spaces in it <laughs> And then we, we thought, you know what, this car is just not happening. We it's not practical. We can't drive around the island in this humongous <laughs> bus. So we thought we're taking it back. The next day we took it back. And as soon as we got there, the guy was there. And I was like, so we just wanted to um, talk about the old car. He's like, I knew you'd be back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so why didn't you say anything? And yeah. he said, you really wanted an upgrade. I was like, you could have qualified what my request was. Oh, God. Yeah. So, but anyway, we had a good trip. Eventually, yes. when we had the right size car, <laughs> went back to a one series, <laughs> slummed it in the one series, but it was fine in the end. Exactly, exactly. But anyway, 
talking about cars and driving, so what is the future given the pandemic mm-hmm. and the environment, electronic, oh, sorry, uh, electric cars versus mm-hmm. fuel-less? Uh, what, what is the future? I think, like, here they're talking about trying these um, driverless cars. Oh. We've got the DLR, which doesn't have a driver. A ride at Drayton <laughs> Manor theme park. But, yeah, they've, they're really going hard with the driverless car things. Where and, yeah. and like, what, I think I was watching Westworld or something, and they the concept, they took it even further, where, you know, you put your coordinates in or whatever, mm. and, like, you know, the cars... I mean, the car, the technology has gone so, so, so far. Good. Like you said, the day that, you know, that uh, 5 Series giving you a wank. I mean, that's that's a realistic <laughs> scenario in today's scenario, you know, in today's world because technology is going so, so fast yeah. and yeah, fast and furious, <laughs> fast and fabulous. And um, that, yeah, I can see that car. And also electric as well. I mean, like in London, I'm seeing more and more people, charging you know, cars. charging up their cars and stuff. And I think that's a wonderful initiative. Like I know yeah. that the Royal Mail have like electric yeah, vehicles when they those. deliver and stuff. And even like the buses, I remember back in the day, the buses used to chug out all this black smoke and now they yeah. don't. And they're much more quieter as well. Like before you could hear the buses, mm. you know, someone getting on and off the bus, literally. And <laughs> But now it's you don't hear it. And it's, you know, the, you know, when they're at the traffic lights, they turn off the engine and stuff like that. So automatically I, turn yeah. Off, yeah. So I think the future is interesting. And I think like, you know, for Zone One Ho like me who doesn't drive, mm. I think it will, and maybe I won't ever need to learn to drive no, because I think, to. you know, in 10 years' time, it'll probably do it all for us. No, you'll have your electric vehicle scooter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have my throne and my carriers. I'll be carrying like Lady Gaga, you know, like in the egg. <laughs> like wherever I go in the egg and out and I emerge in my latest outfit. Oh, I love it. No, I, I would be really keen for them to, because I'm sure I saw an article about it just recently mm-hmm. about they were going to start trialling driverless cars in the UK now. Yes. So, because I know they've had them in like, you know, LA and, you know, Silicon Valley for a while now because that's where they've, all the technology is probably invented. Mm. But seeing stuff like that around London, it would be quite exciting to, yeah, to experience it and, you know, getting in and thinking like, okay, you know, there's, you feel even probably safer because you're not thinking about shady driver. But to be fair, like a lot of the drivers, the cabs we use, they're all licensed. So it should feel safe. Well, this is it. I think the biggest thing with driving that we haven't really talked about is that the biggest danger on the road is not, it's the other people. Because you, you know, <laughs> you're driving mom, in the wrong, my mum, you, honestly, <laughs> like two of them on this podcast. But do you know, it, it's very true though. That it, like, even like, you know, it's kind of got that relation with the pandemic as well, that the biggest danger is not the actual threat, like the yeah. machine or the virus, it's other people and their behaviours. Mm. And I think, you know, with the future of driving, it could be um, very different. No, let's drive to the bridge. Take it to the bridge. <laughs> in the right lane, please. Oh, God. I forgot I'm not in the US now. <laughs> So driving is an essential skill that even a Zone 1 hoe can't afford to be without. And whilst we are hashtag blessed as Londoners to have a city that allows us to catwalk from one end of the city to the other with relative ease, there will be times when a hoe just has to have a car service. Telling you. (laughs) Whether it is to avoid the paths or to carry all our reusable bags after farmer's market shopping spree. That's us. We are so bougie like that. Yes. So shut up and drag. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, now it's time for us, because we are driving, to go to the OnlyFans Lounge. Lounge. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. Oh, Oh, I think what we want to now kind of discuss in Mm. this wonderfully hot lounge of ours. (laughs) I know it's boiling right now. It's so hot. Is what are some of the iconic music videos and films about cars? And I did a quote earlier Mm. about your... A virgin that can't drive. Oh, Remember yeah. when she says that to you? Um, um, is it Ty in um, Clueless? Yes. And yeah, I don't know. That, that's one of my iconic 
phrases that we like to use occasionally but what other iconic videos or films involve cars in your in your mind in my mind um so obviously film in louise <gasps> i've not seen forget it. the road movie <laughs> <I've seen it. laughs> oh god <laughs> well you're driving on the wrong way of the dual carriageway of course you haven't seen Thelma <laughs> Um, I was actually thinking about it. I, like, obviously, I, I know lots of songs, but I can't think of it. Mad Max. Oh my God, Mad Max Fury Road. Have you seen that? No. Must see Mad Max. It's like Fury a dystopian Road. world, isn't it? It's so like Charlize Theron is so badass in oh, that. Oh, I love her. I mean, she was. So, do you know I, when I uh, saw it in cinema? I, I used to take all my snacks with me to the cinema back mm. when we could go to the cinema. Oh. And I remember like um, the film started, and I was like, oh, you know, what? I'm going to pop a grape when it gets to this loud action sequence, so I don't disturb everybody else. And I remember the film started, and then. I got so into it. And then like when it was time to eat my grape, it was like 55 minutes. And I was like, oh, I thought Papa Grape was a, a euphemism for a fart. I was like, that's <laughs> babe. That's like, <laughs> no, a Papa fart. Grape. <laughs> a grape. Papa Grape. Is that loud? Is that loud to eat? What did you say? Papa what? A grape. What is a grape? No, but just Papa Grape. <laughs> <laughs> they're not noisy are they they're not but uh, i'm so like hyper conscientious like i'm oh. not the kind of person who goes to a screening and eats popcorn because no i'm not that bitch like i'm not there to oh, eat that's every time we used to go remember we had our cinema club and I'd be like, club. i'd always say let's get some snacks like, no, 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 no. i'd be like shh watch the film <laughs> no, because you're there in the cinema you know you're there to watch a film you're not sure. there to eat and like if you can't go with you know have some like snacks or something yeah. like quiet snacks. don't bring a nando's into a exactly cinema. i mean unless, unless you're going to watch a uh indie a Bollywood film, in which case all bets are off. Because like I've seen people bring in like you know roti. biryani, yeah, roti. <gasps> no, which which cinema is this? <laughs> Take your pick, Greenwich, Shaftesbury no. Avenue. When Shaftesbury Avenue showed, oh my god! Like so many times. Like one time, I even took a sandwich in because I was like, you know, I ain't paying. Sandwich for... is fine, but not hot steam. Yeah. Oh no, my god! Like they used to always smell all the time. Oh, I'm so racist. You but, are. But, I was just, but what was really annoying about it was like you're trying to listen to the dialogue and the soundtrack of the film and you couldn't hear anything because people were like munching away and you're just like I've got like the rage I used to feel so that's why I got into a habit of going to the cinema really early like because I was like it's quieter then and yeah. people tend not to eat then by, we did know. an offbeat trip when we used to go but then actually we would go to the the most we went right to the back because we had the sofa we and went the to blank. the picture that was, that was the bougie cinema that was a bougie one. I love that cinema I love, is that still there it's still there so hopefully you know cinemas when they reopen we should definitely picture go house, picture house central central and it's got a really nice bar in there as well and for work as well I've been to like a mm. couple of events um, like ad week which is like this huge mm. re- uh, media event took place in there as well and it's such a cool place to go and there's a really nice bar there as well and they've got a rooftop bar as well Oh, but I think wow. it's mem- that's members only. Yeah, because I remember we used to. Yeah, we didn't do the membership, did we? We just would. Get Wasn't the that, that on the there was an offer? There, there was some oh. sort of offer where we could go and see it for a tenner. Oh, because I had a taste card. Taste card. <laughs> oh wow, the joys. Oh gosh, but you know what wouldn't come under the taste card? The podcast is mine, and do you know why that is? Because it's mine. No, no, it's mine. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to the podcast is mine. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast and share it with a friend. You can also follow us on all the socials. On Instagram, TikTok, Facebook and YouTube, we are The Podcast Is Mine. And then on Twitter, we are Podcast Is Mine. Or you can email us at thepodcastismine at gmail.com. Oh, and one more thing, The Podcast Is Mine.